This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So let's say you've had a bad day and you know, you've, you're upset. I don't know about what, maybe the FBI using a search warrant to search the former president of the United States, Florida home. Maybe that, maybe something else. I, I don't know. Maybe you're upset and you just, you just want to, you just want to cry and crawl into bed. Well, Casper, the mattress company uh now has a new job for you they are looking to hire someone with exceptional sleeping ability to demonstrate to the public and social media universe how easy it is to achieve restful sleep on casper mattresses yes now you can join casper sleepers and show off your sleeping skills in public on social and anywhere else people are looking yay job duties Include sleeping in Casper stores as well as in unexpected settings out in the world. While awake, the successful candidate will be expected to share their sleeping experience on different social media platforms. Among the special skills for the job, uh, Casper is seeking someone who can sleep anytime, anywhere. They must also want to sleep as much as possible and be able to sleep through anything. And uh, they comfort documenting their dormant hours on camera is also a requirement. Now they don't say what they're going to pay you for the gig. You know, I'm sure you're going to get free mattresses and whatever other products the, uh, Casper company provides. Well, let's go take a look at their website. Uh, pillows, bed frames, bedding, accessories, and, uh, mattresses. Of course, I wonder what accessories they have. Let's see accessories a glow light a dog bed a glow night light sheets pillowcases flannel sheets silk pillowcases blankets down alternatives humidity fighting i mean this is good stuff you're going to get all this stuff free but most importantly they want you to sleep anywhere and anytime and document it on social media i'm sure that the salary will be worth your while. So good luck. Good luck. Cause it would be a good, good gig. Even if they expect you to work tirelessly. <laughs> Welcome. Welcome to chewing the fat. So in the past, we have talked about this tropical vine native to the Amazon region, noted for its hallucinogenic properties, and goes by the name of... Ayahuasca. I'm sorry, what? Ayahuasca. Yeah, okay. And I... I don't know. I feel like I want to try it now. I see where Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers, uh, has done an interview with Aubrey Marcus, who I've reached out to in the past, and uh, Aubrey never got back to me, apparently. 
not good enough for Aubrey Marcus uh, because he his documentary of Living in the Dark is awesome and I wanted to talk to him about it but he never got back to me anyway he did an interview with Aaron Rodgers and uh, Aaron talked about experiences with uh, Ayahuasca I'll do it myself I don't need the computer he said that he had a magical experience and uh, I now want to have that same magical experience he talked about the blessings and the gratitude for his life that was shown to him from ayahuasca. We talk so much about mental health. You know, Marshawn Lynch had a classic kind of retirement press conference talking about taking care of your mentals. And we talk so much about it, uh, about mental health. And to me, one of the core tenets of your mental health is that self-love. And right. that's what ayahuasca did for me was help me see how to unconditionally love myself. Okay. And it's only in that unconditional self-love that then I'm able to truly be able to unconditionally love others. Uh And what better way to work on for me and my own, this is my own belief, but what better way to work on my mental health than to to have an experience like that. Right. I mean, the best, the, the greatest gift I can give my teammates, in my opinion, is to be able to show up and to be someone who can model unconditional love what about them. yeah, yeah winning I mean, obviously games. it's important i play well right. and show up and there lean and all that stuff but you know they won't care about what you say until they know how much you care i know i, I know <laughs> this makes me want to take ayahuasca i want to try it i want to try it and i know that studies have found that psychedelics can help free up the brains of people suffering from severe depression giving them a new perspective on life that's what i want i want a new perspective on life I and mean, that takes boiling up tree bark from the amazon <laughs> i say ayahuasca ayahuasca oh i better not say it three times oh wait that was beetlejuice I mean, he talks about how there was no coincidence between returning from his South American experience and going on to win back-to-back MVP awards. Uh, he said, I think there's so many myths and rumors about it. The fear around it is you're going to crap yourself. It's just a big throw-up fest. He explained he went into his first experience hoping, 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 hoping to discover what pure love truly feels like. I mean, don't we all want to feel that. I had a magical experience with the sensation of feeling a hundred different hands on my body, imparting a blessing of love and forgiveness for myself and gratitude for this life from what seemed to be my ancestors. I, you know, ayahuasca is, <laughs> again, I, I'm in, I'm in. Let me, uh, let me scrape off a little bit of the old ayahuasca bark, boil it up and let's go or however the shaman mixes it up but go ahead and give me your little concoction and let's ayahuasca until the old ayahuasca wears off (laughs) i want to experience a hundred hands imparting blessings all over my body Eh, maybe it's just me i see where uh, miami wants to say well it isn't just me because aaron had that happen and is happy about it too so and i'm sure that aubrey marcus has had it happen as well so it isn't just me i'm not alone (laughs) they've done it i haven't though uh so i see where miami 
wants to send homeless people to live on an island with many homes. Okay, so I, this idea makes me really, really laugh. And I'll tell you why. Because they've approved a plan to build 50 to 100 mini homes for homeless people on an island. And uh, some people aren't happy about it. The city's pilot program will take roughly six months to build the tiny homes, install electricity in Virginia Key North Beach Park. Many Floridians use the island for recreational activities and are worried the new living spaces will detract from its beauty. What? A hundred mini homes with homeless people? Well, they won't be homeless. They'll have a home uh, on the island. Will detract from its beauty? Stop it. So uh, one company who, uh, you know, the Virginia Key Outdoor Center, uh, Esther Alonzo, a little, a little wound up. She says, hey, I rent kayaks and bikes and other outdoor recreational equipment to use around the island. We're going to be kicked out of here. <laughs> I'm going to lose my business. And I'm worried about my employees because they don't deserve this. And, uh, another local worried the many homes are going to ruin the island. Uh, look, I get that the the plight of the homeless people, but I can't have them on my island. I mean, we got to do something. Maybe we send them to New York or Washington D.C. Maybe we do that. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I want them to have a place to stay. Said uh, said one of the uh, said one of the people on the island, but. No, thank you. Not here. Okay. Uh, and apparently this island during segregation days was the island that they used as the colored only beach. This was according to local officials. I mean, it's certainly possible that that happened back then. Um, it, no question. And you're talking about a population that needs a lot of services. We're roughly two miles from this causeway, which is where public transportation, you know, touches at the end. Uh, I guess San Jose, California is trying to do the same thing. Uh, in California, I mean, I guess it's a little bit different than my vision of Florida because when the hurricane comes by, uh, you know, stops in, goes, hey, hurricane passing by, can we, <laughs> we're just going to evacuate. Where are we sending all the homeless people in the many houses? Those many houses are gone. Have a nice day. Now, according to this story, there are 970 homeless people that live on Miami streets. I feel like that number is low. Only 970? They claim that they have 2,400 in city shelters. So, okay, maybe. Maybe I'll give you that they have 970 that are living on the streets, but I feel like that's a lot more. Um, the homeless problem is uh, the homeless issue. It's not a problem. I'm sorry. Uh, the homeless issue is something that every community around the country is dealing with. And I certainly don't have a plan to solve it. But I don't think that building little mini homes on an island is the way to solve it. However, uh, if times get tough, I'm not opposed to living in a mini house on an island in Florida for free. Put there by the government and just lets me stay there. Okay. Thank you. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cool to drink <laughs> desperately. I got a little mini house and uh, electricity. I live in large. Make sure you have AC, though. Ooh, it's Florida. Mm. Ah. <sighs> okay. Uh, no, I say no to this. Now, I love ice cream. I know that's going to come. 
come as a surprise. I love ice cream. I always have. I can't get enough of ice cream. In fact, I've tried to really cut back on my ice cream. I love it. But we have some ice cream flavors now. And we, we've talked a little bit about this when they come up with ice cream flavors like mayonnaise flavor and ketchup flavor. And they show the Heinz ketchup. I'm a Heinz ketchup lover, a Heinz ketchup police officer. I I, I make sure that, uh, you know, Heinz ketchup is not misrepresentative, uh, misrepresented at restaurants around the country. But uh, I don't want it as an ice cream flavor. Okay? No. And so there's a ice cream project in London going on right now. And they're making uh, ice cream ketchup mayonnaise and baked bean flavors everyday flavors uh, is what they want to do is try to elevate the ice cream flavors no there's no elevating that needs to happen to everyday flavors no thank you uh, i don't care about heinz baked beans mayo ketchup we also have quaker rolled oats ice cream uh no thank you <laughs> no thank you stop it you're ruining it no, I don't want baked bean ice cream. No, I don't want mayonnaise ice cream. No. Now, apparently the ice cream project is just a special thing that's running through the end of the month of August in 2022. So, you know, it's going to be, it's going to go, be gone away. But uh, I would say Anna Hindmarsh, the creator of the ice cream project, Stop it. Stop it. Okay, I know you're thinking of uh, something new and you think that elevating everyday flavors like baked bean ice cream uh, makes it special. No. No, it does not. And in fact, it'd be very difficult for me as a Heinz police officer uh, <laughs> to not shut you down for uh, ruining the Heinz ketchup flavor extravaganza by turning it into ice cream. But, you know, that is probably just me. Oh, and who died today? Who died today? Olivia Newton-John, 73 years of age. Actress, singer. I mean, she, a British-Australian actress. She was diagnosed with cancer in the early 90s. And twice more in recent years, it's really been a struggle. She, uh, I mean, it's 30 years of battle with breast cancer. Wow. Uh, that's a, that's a big deal. So, uh, she, uh, she did uh, pass away finally. Uh, her husband said, Hey, donate to her foundation. Uh, absolutely donate to her donation. I mean, breast cancer, uh, has touched all of our lives and uh, let's find a cure for it desperately. She lasted 30 years. I mean, they claim originally, I think if you, uh, if you go into remission for five years, then you have a longer chance of survival. Uh, and uh, if it's, you know, usually most of them have their remission within that five-year window, and then you die uh, pretty close to that, to that window. I know, it's sad. I mean, she had four Grammy Awards uh, throughout her career, she had huge hits. Wow. I mean, totally, I mean, totally hot. The album went platinum physical was probably her biggest song. Uh, you're the only one I want summer nights from Greece. Wow. And she had hits before then too. She was, 
you know, a, a huge star. And I know that many of you are thinking, yeah, but what about her missing boyfriend that she had killed? You know, Patrick McDermott. Well, she claims that uh, they weren't seeing each other at the time that he came up missing. And so, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't have anything to do with it. Oh, okay. No problem. McDermott, apparently, you know, she was dating him. He was a cameraman and a keen fisherman, according to stories, uh, chartered a boat, uh, out on June 5th. This is back in 2005. So, uh, the boat went out and then the boat came back and no incidents were recorded, but he did not return. And nobody said anything until 10 days later when his ex-wife said, Hey, uh, he didn't show up to see our son on the visitation schedule. And so they looked into it. His wallet and keys were located in the boat's office and his car was still parked at the marina, but he was gone. I'm sorry. Reported as a missing person. And so they investigated the disappearance and concluded that he had fallen off the boat and likely drowned. Well, why didn't the person, you know, captaining the boat, yeah, captaining, uh, you know, how, why didn't the person who was the captain of the boat say, hey, uh, you know, the guy I took out yesterday <laughs> didn't come back? <laughs> that didn't happen. So, yeah, sure. Uh, lost at sea. Uh, just, uh, that works. No problem. And she said in an interview uh, a few years ago that, uh, yeah, uh, look, it's human to wonder, but you have to accept and let go. Oh, okay. Now it's been speculated that he just staged his own death and disappeared because he had some financial troubles and he didn't, he wanted to free himself from the child support payments. Okay, if that's what you say, so no problem. But uh, he's still missing. <laughs> he's still gone. And so those of you thinking that uh, Olivia, uh, rest her soul, uh, had something to do with it, stop thinking that, okay? They weren't even dating when he went missing. So let it go. Just like Olivia said, you just have to accept it and let it go. So Olivia Newton-John, dead at 73. I mean, as long as we're here in Who Died Today, uh, David McCullough, best-selling author and one of the most prominent, prominent historians, uh, died at his home outside Boston on Sunday. He was 89. McCullough's death was confirmed by his daughter. Of course, no specific cause was given. He's 89. He was a Pulitzer Prize winner for two presidential biographies, Truman and John Adams. Uh, the books were, you know, widely read and Truman and John Adams topped the New York times bestseller list. Uh, I think of writing history as an art form, McCullough said in an interview, painting with words, which is a 2008 documentary about him on HBO. So you have an opportunity maybe to go back and see that on HBO. So David McCullough dead at 89. Now, this is kind of, you know, close to the Who Died Today segment, but Serena Williams has revealed that she will retire. She didn't die. Uh, she's going to retire from tennis. Oh, okay. Now, she's 40 now. Wow. Uh, she said that she's going to retire from tennis after the U.S. Open, try for a second baby with billionaire husband. It's the hardest thing I could ever imagine, but at the same time, I'm ready for what's next. Are you? I mean, she's made a lot of money over the years. And uh, worth a lot. And so it's a good time for her to hang up the old racket. 
and go ahead and have another kid and then see what's next for the great Serena Williams. I don't know how many houses of the hoity-toity that Serena and billionaire husband have, but they're not getting this place. Uh, Snapchat billionaire uh, Evan Spiegel and his uh, his wife, what's her face, Miranda Kerr, uh, just uh, closed on their new L.A. home for $120 million. Now, the property is currently undergoing, uh, you know, some a rebuild. You can't just move in. <laughs> <laughs> so he also spent another 25 million for a smaller portion of land located right next door to the main property which escalated the price to 145 million yeah you can't just have buy the place i mean is that i'm gonna take that place too give me that place i don't want the place next door it's right across the street from the playboy mansion so it's in a pretty good neighborhood i know they all live in that neck of the woods of homely hills i know that uh um, uh, uh, Bezos lives in the neighborhood over, I think. I'm not sure. Uh, but they also have a Brentwood house, which, you know, look, that's just a place to stay. Uh, that's only, that's a $12 million house. Pfft. That's just a place to, you know, stop off at and make sure it's okay. <laughs> they have the villa in Paris. Uh, they have the vineyard in Australia. And then, of course, they have the, you know, it's just a vacation home in Malibu. So you don't want to actually be in Homely Hills forever. As the, the, you don't want to be in the $145 million place forever. And then, you know what? what if we're going to Brentwood. We're going to stay there. Uh, there's no room. I mean, you can't even hardly move around in the $12 million place. Maybe we could spend the weekend down in Malibu. Uh, and then let's fly to Paris. And uh, you know what? Heck, let's go to the vineyard in Australia and see how everything's going there. Okay? <laughs> and don't forget, he's got the place, the $12 million house in Brentwood. But he also has his first home that he bought in Brentwood, which is a cottage-style dump for $3 million. He still owns that. You can't get rid of that. That's that's like a memory. You know, he just drives by there and goes, yeah, that was my first place. Yeah, I still own it. And, uh, man, somebody needs to trim these hedges, but uh, I'm not going to go in there. Oh, oof, oof, man, you think there's no room in the $12 million place? That $3 million cottage-style home, I can barely breathe in. <laughs> Maybe Serena could ask, you know, if they could sell the Brentwood house or something, but that seems a little small even for Serena as well. She's going to need... She's going to need to move up into Homely Hills. We are at a tipping point in America. With 400,000 children in the U.S. foster care system and a quarter of those awaiting a forever family, Christians must step up. This is Jack Graham senior pastor at Prestonwood Baptist Church, inviting you to Chosen, a summit addressing these urgent needs on Saturday, April 13th. Chosen will empower churches to begin foster care and adoption ministries and equip families who are adopting or fostering. We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children Register at Prestonwood.org slash chosen. 
Hey, congratulations to Jake Paul and his uh, business partner, Joey Levy. They raised $50 million for their sports betting and media company, Better, B-E-T-R. So we got that to look forward to. Uh, Jake's, uh, Jake and uh, Logan have both been very successful in their uh, in their investments, so I'm sure that will pay off really well. I see where uh, Axios has agreed to sell to Cox Enterprises for $525 million. I worked for Cox Enterprises for a while. Uh, Cox Broadcasting, uh, warm, 107.3 FM, which was not, uh, it was, they changed that to 99.5 or 4 or something like that. And then uh, WSUN, entertaining talk radio for the 90s. <laughs> and Coast, 107.3. Uh, Cox Broadcasting. I worked for them for a number of years. Anyway, uh, the deal uh, is structured. It's a good deal for Axios. I mean, I'm telling you, they've they've built that stupid website, and they're gonna uh, the Axios will spin off its software arm uh, in a separate standalone company led by Axios president. Oh, okay. So the local uh, Axios local currently operates in 24 cities. Plans to expand its coverage to 30 U.S. cities by the end of 2022. Eventually, it hopes to be in hundreds of cities. Wow. So the deal, which was signed on Sunday, includes an additional new investment of $25 million in Axios' media arm to help the company expand across. Oh, that's what they're spending more money on that. Okay, good. I see what they're doing. So you get uh, the cash deal. Uh, must be nice. Walk away with a cash deal of $525 million. I see where Amazon is buying iRobot for $1.7 billion. All cash. <laughs> uh, a couple of suitcases full of cash for uh, iRobot. Wow, the home robotics firm, you know, the robotic vacuum. Uh, we've all had one in our house. I, I think I still have one in a box. I don't think it works anymore. I think that's why it's in a box and I just haven't thrown it away. Or maybe we threw it away because I haven't seen it around lately. But we used it for a while. It's cool. That's eh, cool to have. But, uh, you know, they are buying it out. Amazon's buying it out. $1.7 billion all cash deal. Wow. I mean, that's huge. And then when you think to yourself... Well, that's kind of cool. Uh, that's a good deal. Yeah, but, uh, you know, reports are that Amazon really wants the Roomba deal. Is all about mapping your home. Because the system that Roomba uses, right, maps your home. And so you're able to uh, log in and see what you want and fix it. And Amazon will have all that information. Oh, okay. Well, that's cool. All right. Uh, that's no problem. Sure. No problem. I mean, they've got Echo smart speakers, right? Which is what they're outselling uh, Apple and Google. They have Ring, the doorbell maker, which, you know, is giving you a video of outside of everyone's home, right? They have uh, the Wi-Fi company, Eero. And then they started, they had Astro, the household robot, but that that hasn't been going over real well yet. Uh, You know, you still can't readily buy Astro. But now with iRobot, they have their technology called Smart Maps. And customers obviously can opt out of sharing the data. So it's not like they could just come in and take it. <laughs> Don't be silly. So the, apparently, you know, they look, the maps represent the size of your house. Pretty good uh, idea of how much money you have. 
and you know a floor covered in toys means you have kids now you don't have a lot of furniture you need to buy furniture uh it's a it's a lot of information that you can gather from smart maps and your home so that 1.7 billion dollar deal will seem like peanuts in the next few years so just you know all i want all i want they got whole foods right i mean amazon holy cow and so uh, I just want to be able to build my house with the drone drop-off chute on the roof. So the drone comes by, the drop-off chute opens, and my product drops into my home. It's all I want. That's all I want. Is it really, Jeff? For right now, yes. And at the same time, we have these companies buying out other companies for millions, hundreds of millions, and billions of dollars in cash. We have thieves stealing whole briskets from barbecue restaurants. Uh, So times are not always great for everyone. Thieves stole briskets worth thousands of dollars from a barbecue in Austin, Texas. Uh, They claim that each brisket is worth about 180 bucks. They broke into the famous Texas barbecue restaurant and stole thousands of dollars worth of beef briskets. Oh. Okay. Uh, Yeah, they jumped over a fence. They cut off the barbecue pit locks, loading more than 20 whole briskets into an SUV and drove away. (laughs) Okay, no problem. The Instagram page of the restaurant said it happened again. This time, this guy took 20 briskets that were prepped and cold smoking on our pits overnight. So sick of this. Does anyone recognize this guy? This was the fifth break-in at its Austin site since opening a decade ago tired of it and they posted a picture of what they had uh from their uh security camera so times are tough times are tough sure amazon is buying irobot for 1.7 billion dollars but thieves are jumping the fence at the barbecue joint and stealing briskets so next time you stop into la barbecue and you ask yourself hey how come these briskets are so expensive uh maybe that's why and if you don't want to go to the brisket place at La Barbecue in Austin, you can head down to uh, Anahuac, Texas, where they are the gator capital of Texas. I did not know this, but uh, apparently they have a Texas Gator Fest every year. Probably it was postponed the last couple of years because of COVID, but it's back. And this time it's pissed. So their Texas Gator Fest is happening September 16th, 17th, and 18th. In Anahuac, Texas. I think that's how you pronounce it. Anahuac. Okay, Anahuac. Close enough. And uh, at least that's what the computer says. I'm sure one of the Anahuacans will say, that ain't how you say it, boy. So we'll see. But uh, the event uh, takes place at the Alligator Capital of Texas, which uh, has been bestowed on the city. It's It's a true statement. Uh, by the state legislature because alligators outnumber humans almost three to one. So you go to the historic Fort Anoak Park at the mouth of the Trinity River in beautiful Chambers County is the festival scenic site. And it's truly fashioned two-stepping fun. Texas two-stepping fun. (laughs) So we get the roundup as the premier event and they get alligator hunters to bring in the harvest hopefully they'll be cooking i mean i'm okay with gator balls are good 
I've never, I have eaten gator before, and I don't mind it. That's not bad. And there's live music and walk-around entertainment to keep guests abused. And our entertainment is as varied as our guests, from rock and roll to country. And from rock and roll, I okay. All right, so we need to update the website a little bit. Uh, all of this, to, let's see. The walk-around uh, entertainers keep guests abused. Our entertainment is as varied as our guests. From rock and roll to country and western to zydeco and rhythm and blues, fold or gospel. Rhythm and blues, fold or gospel. I'm not sure what fold is. They must mean folk music, so we need to update that website. But I'm looking forward to Gator Fest 2022 in Anahuac, Texas. There are droughts happening all over the world. We have a drought in Italy, and they just found a WW2 bomb that was in the river. <laughs> the water has receded, and they're like, hey, uh, isn't, that a, isn't that a bomb? <laughs> yeah, it didn't go off when we dropped it the first time. Let's go ahead and get it off. I see where United Kingdom is saying that they are doing some hosepipe ban in the Thames water because they're saying, uh, you know, there's going to be a, a water shortage and we're going to, we're going to say that there's uh, we're going to claim that there's a water shortage right now. A drought could be declared. We also have a fourth body found in Lake Mead, uh, as it continues to dry up near Las Vegas, more, more stuff coming out of that uh, lake as the water uh, recedes. Uh, another set of human remains have been found. Uh, they say forensic pathologists are now working to establish the cause of death while they review records of missing people. All right, so they've got the guy in the barrel, or the human in the barrel. They've got the other human who died with a gunshot wound. And then they've got the guy that they believe fell out of the boat <laughs> and drowned. So, okay, there's going to be more uh, more bodies coming out of Lake Mead. So we've got that going for us. And then I see in Chile where they've got this giant sinkhole. Now, it's this huge sinkhole near a copper mine. And it's not like if you have watched uh, Outer Range, uh, it's up on Amazon Prime. It's with uh, Josh uh, Josh Brolin, and it's okay. It's worth, I don't know, it's got like seven or eight episodes a series. And uh, the first, I don't know, I enjoyed it. I didn't, uh, the ending, I, I would have changed the ending a little bit, but apparently there's going to be, I guess, a new season. We'll see. Uh, but it's, if in outer range, there's a giant hole that shows up. Now, in this giant hole in Chile, they say they claim that they can see water at the bottom. Uh, that's not happening in outer range. Okay. <laughs> and I don't, you know, watch the show. You'll see what happens when you fall in the hole. So the earth, uh, <laughs> if that could be happening in Chile, I don't know. It's just a show. I don't know if they based it off of Chile or if Chile is now the, you know, Hey, we're like Montana or Wyoming or wherever the hell outer range is uh, shot at. It's in Wyoming, I think, not Montana. And uh, they're at all shows, all movies are shot in Wyoming now. Don't you know that? That's the new TV. That's the new TV love land is Wyoming. 
Anyway, Chile says that there's going to be consequences. Chile, uh, there's going to be uh, consequences. Uh, sanction, not just fine. Uh, okay, uh, no problem. I mean, it's, uh, it's a giant sinkhole near the London mining operation, which I believe is a Canadian company that uh, runs the old uh, the old copper mine. So, okay, whatever. I mean, you've been mining in the area for a long time. Does it surprise you that there's a giant sinkhole that opens up? Uh, you know, I guess it does. I guess it does. And we find in uh, the salt flats in the Utah desert, they say that they have ghost tracks. Ancient human footprints referred to as ghost tracks have been discovered in the salt flat in the salt flats on the Air Force's testing and training range in Utah. Now, this isn't uh, you don't see them because of the drought. They need rain. Uh, apparently, uh, they're revealed in the ground after rain, but cannot be seen when the area is dry. Oh, okay. It's believed to be from people around 10,000 years ago when t- scientists say the area was a wetland. The prints found in the Great Salt Lake Desert change color once filled with water, making them easy to locate. All right, so according to the uh, scientists, this is a a once-in-a-lifetime discovery, and they certainly feel blessed that they've been able to be a part part of this as well as find ways to uh, bring them to the public. Yeah, I mean, there's nothing I want more than to see ghost prints. (laughs) Uh, I mean, yeah, hey, those footprints out there of people from 10,000 years ago, that's something, huh? Yeah, it sure is. Yes, it is. Okay, I got you. And I see where we have a new paranormal docuseries, which is going to go after, uh, you know, Bigfoot. Again, Florida's a skunk ape. I've talked to the guy uh, in Ocala that, uh, you know, goes out and looks for Bigfoot in Ocala. He's awesome. Uh, it was so much fun. I have to talk to him again. Uh, he might actually have something to do with this uh, new uh, this new show. So it's produced by Outcast Paranormal. Uh, it's a trilogy of films. Takes viewers to Mayaca City, Florida on a determined hunt for the Bigfoot of the Swamp. Uh, Stacy Brown Jr. has bearded posse, Ryan Clemson and James Bross. I can't remember the name of the guy I spoke to, so maybe he's one of them. But, I mean, it's kind of cool. Uh, they're out looking for Bigfoot. Uh, in Florida, and there's, you know, look, Bigfoot has been seen in, uh, you know, Washington and Oregon and Northern California and other regions. I mean, there's there's been sightings in Michigan, there's been sightings, uh, you know, all over the country, and I know that in Florida, this variation is called, you know, the skunk ape, but, uh, you know, it's either Sasquatch or Grassman or Momo or just plain old Bigfoot. Because we have an, a lady in Ohio that swears she has recorded Bigfoot. Now, there's been other recordings of Bigfoot that, you know, I mean, I've heard some of the recordings played on Coast to Coast AM over the years, and people have uh, claimed that they have recordings of Bigfoot, and then they realize it's not. I saw a news report not long ago of a news guy saying uh, they had a, they interviewed a guy who saw Bigfoot, and then he went out and he happened to run into the noise that he thought was Bigfoot, and then realized, nope. Oh, you know what? That's a chainsaw. Uh, yeah, you think? So, uh, this lady, uh, Suzanne uh, Furenkeck, 
F-E-R-E-N-C-A-K, shared with Mansfield News Journal last week that this is the first time she's ever recorded howling in her nearly decade-long tenure as a Bigfoot hunter. Uh, So there's a two-minute recording, which is supposed to be, you know, the sound of Bigfoot attempting to contact another. So this Bigfoot is looking for some Bigfoot business, is what's happening. <laughs> so if you're out and Bigfoot is in the mood for some business and he runs into you, uh, is he, uh, you know, are you howling back to him? I, I think you, I think you might. Okay, so there at the end, it sounds like it's some sort of uh, animals howling at each other, which the Mohican, the Mohican State Park uh, rangers believe that the sound could come from an alpha male coyote calling its pack. Now, apparently there's not a lot of coyotes in Ohio, but there are coyotes all over the country, so it's very, very possible. Bigfoot enthusiasts, Bigfoot I can't even speak. Bigfoot enthusiasts first spotted the beast in May of 2013 when it allegedly hopped over a back road southeast of her hometown in Loudonville, Ohio. Okay, so this is a prime habitat for Bigfoot. And there's been knocks and howls around the area as well as other sightings. So is it real or is it not? I think I want to say Yeah, okay. Go ahead. Tell me that's not real. Go ahead. Tell me it's not real. You can't. You can't tell me it's not real. <laughs> that's what I said. You can't. It's impossible. So I want to thank uh, I want to thank Mike who uh, sent an email to chewingthefat at theblaze.com. He said uh, he's talking about the rules of being a subscriber to Chewing the Fat are being followed. And in his email, he said, Jeff, I have an, an awesome story for you. All right, Mike, let's, let's have it. So I went to my local convenience store, and the girl in there usually has her earbuds in. Today, I asked her, hey, what are you listening to? She said... Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. I said, awesome, what episode? She said, I'm not really, but I know the rules. I fist bumped her, paid for my stuff, got in my truck and realized she didn't tell me what she was listening to. (laughs) 
That is awesome. Now, I will say that uh, those are the rules. You have to do it as a subscriber to Chewing the Fat. Someone asks you, hey, what are you listening to? The answer is Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. It doesn't matter if you are or aren't at the time of being asked. What matters is your answer at the time of being asked. And that is Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. So for sure, if you believe that the sound we heard from Ohio was Bigfoot, you absolutely have to believe that email. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.